Welcome to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. Are you trying to master the game of life without success? There are secrets and strategies to living your best life. We'll share some of them with you on today's show. Take advantage of this series to become an expert at relationships. All relationships. It's time to live the life that you deserve to live. Now, here's your host, Sandra Reich. Hello and welcome to Straight Talk with Sandarish, a show that teaches you how to live your very best life. I'm particularly excited. I notice I say that often at my shows because the topics that I like to talk about are topics that I feel are fundamental to living your best life. And I think today's show is really, really on that. And it's almost like the, I would call it the bones of living a really good life because we're talking today about mindfulness. Now it's all over the press, it's everywhere. Uh, Time Magazine, uh, they're coming into schools teaching mindfulness. What's this big rage of mindfulness? Let's find out today and how, you know, we were hearing that it reduces stress, it unlocks creativity, it increases innovation, helps your performance and your emotional health. That's what we read from a personal uh, viewpoint. Um, it's key to uh, peace and happiness in your life. There's a lot of research on healing your body with mindfulness. We're definitely going to go into that today. And I thought about in terms of having um, a show on mindfulness, I looked at the my dream team at the center and I right away my eyes went on someone by the name of Melissa Henley, who's a therapist at the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression, who really is a specialist in mindfulness, but let me tell you a little bit more about her before we get into it. She's a registered clinical counselor and um, she helps individuals, couples, and families um, using a lot of this stuff mindfulness, yeah. emotions. Yeah. Um, it's fabulous. Now, she's passionate in her work and she's very driven uh, with helping people overcome challenges and obtain a meaningful life, much like myself. And I'm glad you feel that way. And she's wonderful at nurturing, creating a warm and nurturing environment for clients. And today on Straight Talk, she's going to do the same. Now, before I say welcome to you, I just want people to know that if they have questions for you or me, uh, they can call in at one 866 472-5792. Again, that's one 472 And we are streaming live on Straight Talk Sandra Reach Facebook. We're seeing a whole bunch of people saying hi. Um, so on the breaks, we will get to get to speak to them. So if you want to join behind the scenes, just go on Straight Talk Sandra Reach Facebook and you'll get to see what's going on. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the show, Thank Melissa. You. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. So, Melissa, you know I wanted you for mindfulness. Uh, You're the mindfulness girl. Tell me before I get into it, why is mindfulness a thing for you? Like, why are you even interested in this topic? Well, I I became really interested because at first I had to use it for myself. Why is that? Well, I suffer from a lot of anxiety. Some of my clients know. And um, so I do suffer from anxiety. And I find that when I use mindfulness in my own life, I just saw really uh, drastic changes and Uh, really trying to just pay attention to my anxiety really helped me to process it. So I started to get interested in it and I did a lot of research on it and now I teach it to my clients. Fascinating. So I love your honesty. You're, You're a therapist who treats anxiety. You're acknowledging that you sometimes face anxiety. I love that about you because uh, people have the idea that therapists don't go through stuff and therapists <laughs> go through stuff yeah. and the fact that you're acknowledging that. Now, so you brought mindfulness into your own life to help you with anxiety. So you used a strategy and now you're, you're walking the walk and talking the talk and teaching it to people. So how 
did it help you with your anxiety? I'm curious about that. I, I don't actually know the answer to this question. Well, really just that, well, uh, part of the mindfulness, which we might get into, is really trying to just be aware. Because a lot of times when I'm anxious, I'm either suppressing an emotion. Ah. Right? Ah. And so mindfulness is really just to be aware that I'm anxious and what's going on physiologically. Because right now, even I can notice some symptoms. And as long as I notice them and pay attention to them, then I'm less likely to act on my impulse behaviors and uh, other ways that are not so helpful. Amazing. So maybe that does bring up the point. I'm going to ask you a question here. Mm-hmm. For people who just tuned in and they're like, this sounds like maybe it's an interesting show, but what, what on earth is mindfulness anyways? Mm-hmm. What is mindfulness, Melissa? So to me, how I define it is more just the quality of, of uh, the quality of awareness that I'm bringing into my own life. Uh, so what do, you, what do you think your opinion of mindfulness? Because that's me, is bringing the awareness to my life. But what's it to you? Well, that's, yeah, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, it's a little different than you. It's about yeah. living very much in the moment. Yeah, I guess exactly. they're sort of similar. Yeah. It's to come back to the moment. And, you know, it's funny because all we really have in life is the this moment. present moment. It's the moment. And yet we're always in the future. I, always. Anyways, we're going to talk about that. Yes, that's very important. Because, and, and I loved how you brought your opinions up because I find mindfulness, there's, there's, there's quite a few different uh, definitions of it so mm. that it, it's really kind of a really big umbrella term for all what it means so we talked about bringing quality of uh, awareness into our lives being able to stay in the present moment which is sometimes very difficult to do but being in the present moment anything else that you would say well you know again is that facing that reality mm-hmm that I said before that now is all we have. So I say it to people, you know, people going through hardships and even in my own life when I go through hardships is that, you know, I don't hope this happens, but the ceiling could fall down right now. Okay. And in five minutes, no, there's no, it's a very interesting thing about life. Do you have a date book? A date? Like you mean a calendar? Yeah. Yes. So you plan things and you assume you're going to be alive for those things, correct? I assume. Yes. Okay. Do you know that there's never a guarantee that we're ever going to even make it to the next day? And I don't, I'm not trying to depress people. I'm just trying to bring you back to the it's fact that we're planning, like, and, and look who's talking. I'm a huge planner. Mm-hmm. But we're planning and planning and planning mm-hmm. for a future that we don't even know will come. Yes. So yes. now let's be careful. Does this mean that we should live in the moment and spend all our money because I might be dead tomorrow? No, probably not. Why not? Because oh, that's very mindful, that would be very impulsive. Okay. Right? Okay. And that wouldn't be helpful because I would be left with no money. <laughs> okay. Nice. I think yeah. what you're saying is really resounding with people. I see a lot of people on Facebook but, responding to it. It's, yeah, it's really you. speaking to people. But You were going to say something. Yeah. So uh, one, one thing I'd like to add to another part of mindfulness is really letting go of judgment. Oh. Yes. Ooh, talk girl. Yes. So what does that mean? So judgments will one towards other people. So I know that we don't like to admit that we can be judgmental. We're humans. But uh, so acknowledging that, but letting go of those. And also more importantly is the judgments that we have towards ourselves. And those can be very, very damaging. I think that's such a good point because there's a lot of research um, on that judgment is negatively correlated with happiness, meaning we all do judge, there's no doubt about that, but the more you judge, the less happy you are. So for our listeners right now, tell yourself the truth. How often do you judge? How many times in a day are you judging someone else? Because that shows me how happy you are. So it comes up for me too. I'm like, see someone and they're wearing something a little different. It comes up for me. We're normal humans but what I try to do when I'm being mindful is to go um, okay now um, 
who am I to judge and why am I even doing this? Mm-hmm. This is almost a distraction yeah. because why are you so focused on other people? Like yes. they can do whatever they want. Yes. Right. Yeah. How do you get away from judgment? Like when it comes up I, for you? I, I love that you asked me that because I try and, and uh, so when I did my own work, I try to look past the judgment. Well, first to be aware of it. So to notice, Hey, I just had a judgment. Right. And not judging myself for having the judgment. So right. <laughs> so that's important. But, okay. But really just to have to acknowledge the judgment, but then try to try to show compassion that maybe Which is the opposite of judgment, by yes, the way. So practice the opposite. Very good. So and and uh, you know, that maybe she the person that's wearing the clothes, like the example that you gave, uh, you know, what would I say? Maybe that um, you know, she is freedom of expression. Yeah, that, that absolutely. maybe this is her opportunity, that it might be a little bit different from mind but that this is her opportunity to express herself and so once I see that and give more of the compassionate side I feel less judgmental yeah is that what you do yeah and I think that you're bringing up a good point about you know because a lot of people who come in and even yourself discussing going through some anxiety Mm -hmm. is your type a personality judges themselves so many of my patients say well I don't judge other people I judge me first of all that's impossible because we judge others directly proportionate to how much we judge ourselves, and vice versa so the thing is judgment of ourselves. am I sounding good on the radio is this going well do I you know those kinds of things that is also very connected to anxiety isn't it yes very much so because as soon as I start to to criticize myself it's like I'm punishing myself and so that's going to bring up feelings for me and then it turns into anxiety right because I want to perform and so I can totally relate to that that I have I'm very hard on myself we were actually talking about yeah. that before the show that I'm very hard on myself so and are you in the moment when you're being hard on yourself no right no Right, so that's I'm, another problem. I'm, I'm projecting what I want to be, yeah. right? I'm projecting the future, and, and that's going to take me away from just being right here in the moment, which I'm enjoying myself right now. Oh, that's good. I love that. So you're really being mindful I right know. now. So it's very brilliant what you're saying because the, you know, it really brings the fact that when we're judging ourselves, mm-hmm. um, we're not in the moment, we're not being compassionate with ourselves, and it's it's like rough mm-hmm. and it induces an anxiety response, right? Yes. Because you can't live up to the judgment. And when you were talking, I couldn't help but think about the fact that in psychology, we talk a lot about like ideal Melissa and mm-hmm. ideal Sandra. Yes. Like ideal Sandra gets up really early in the morning mm-hmm. and, you know, has everything done by 10 o'clock and is super organized and every radio show goes beautifully well. Nice? And my hair always looks good, you know, it wouldn't, but the thing, real Sandra doesn't live up to ideal Sandra often. So would you say that clients who get stuck in trying to be their ideal self are A, not being mindful and B, yeah. stuck in judgment? Because we, you're, what's ideal Melissa? Oh, ideal Melissa, you know, takes takes breaks, takes eats eats a pro- three meals a day, exercises. Of course, uh, can give all of myself to everyone, but yet still have things energy for me at the end of the day. So that that's my ideal self. Can you love real Melissa as opposed to ideal Melissa? Well, it's hard because I constantly have this perception of what I'm supposed to do, right? And as soon as and that's what I want to talk about too later. Is yeah. Should statement. Oh, right? sure, go for it. You can go for it right now if you want. Because. Because that's the part of, because maybe, well, first, how would you stop the judgment? So we talked about uh, compassion, but also how do you stop the, the self-criticism? Oh, well, here, I have a few uh, tips. So one of them is, great question, by the way. One of them is I ask myself, would I say this to the, someone else? So mm, if I say, yes. uh, you weren't good enough today, yes. would I say that to you? You know, no. I hope not. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> okay, number one. And number two, um, 
I think that uh, it's it is not going to make me better to yeah. criticize me. It's going to make me worse. Yeah. So, of course, I'm going to go to acts of self-love. Is it an act of self-love yeah. to judge me? No. I would say it's an act of self-hatred. Yeah. And it took it's me many cruelty. years, but I've, I've really uh, decided that I want to live in self-love, not self-hatred. Yeah. It's abusive. It's yeah. cruelty. Yeah. 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 I agree. Yeah, <laughs> we're you know we're just about to go to break, so I'll I'll do a little teaser on that because um, Melissa's going to go into should statements, so I'm just going to mention because should statements come up a lot when I give my talks, and yeah. I don't know if people know that the word should is a little introduction, and if you're yeah. listening. Tell the truth to yourself right now. How often do you make should statements? Mm-hmm. I should eat more broccoli. I should go to bed earlier. I should exercise more. Okay. The word should itself comes from the old English word to scold. Most mm-hmm. people don't know that. Mm-hmm. And think about it. Have you ever changed your life because you were scolded? No. No. People don't change because they were scolded. Mm-hmm. Uh, people change because they want to change. So the first mm-hmm. thing is scolding you is not going to bring you where you want to go. So it's not a should statement. It's not a you, uh, you must eat more broccoli. The mm-hmm. question is, do you want to eat more broccoli? Yes. And that's a big question. So we're going to take a short break, mm-hmm. um, but I'm going to ask the listeners, join us on Facebook, by the way, we'll continue discussing this on the break and we'll come back. Um, but to ask yourself, how much does the word should run your life like a percentage like I would say at this point I'm down to about 10% yeah. should. what about you yeah I, uh, maybe about like 25 okay yeah okay well I'm older so I've had more time to work on this work in progress uh, we'll be right back with Straight Talk with Sandra Reese. life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Spa Munari is a full-service wellness day spa located at the heart of West Island, Quebec. Submerge yourself in beauty with one of our many treatments, specially catered to your needs. We offer facials, manicures, pedicures, hair removal, massages, body treatments, and so much more. Enjoy our ultimate relaxation experience with our spa packages. We offer a men's menu as well. Call us today to book your next appointment at 514-695-504. Or visit us on the web at spamunari.com. That's 514-695-5040 or spamunari.com. Join the therapist who is affectionately known as the couple whisperer, Sandra Reich, on her famous couple retreats and change your life forever. Sandra offers couple retreats in beautiful locations several times a year that can radically change your love life. Couples describe her retreats as life-changing. Regain that loving feeling. Bring your intimacy to a new level and rediscover excitement and joy. Find out more at helpforanxietydepression.com or call 514-796-4357. We all want love and safety. Now you can have it. Call 514-796-4357 or helpforanxietydepression.com. 
change your life forever with the latest cutting-edge products for home study treatment for anxiety, featuring the clinical director of the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression and host of Straight Talk, Sandra Reich. Sandra is joined by top therapist Georgia Dow in this revolutionary anxiety videos therapy series. Thousands of people have benefited from this scientifically proven treatment approach. Isn't it time you chose yourself? Visit anxiety-videos.com right now. That's anxiety-videos.com and change your life forever. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. To connect with the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at helpforanxietydepression.com. Now, back to Straight Talk. Here's Sandra Reich. I hope uh, I hope you took the time during the break to think about should statements and also perhaps go on Facebook and follow us streaming the show, uh, Straight Talk Sandra Reach Facebook site. And we do these strange dances on the commercials. We call it the Straight Talk Dance. Yes. And uh, we've been having a good time and getting lots of nice feedback. Um, okay, so Melissa and I were talking about, you know, this to scold and the should statement. Mm-hmm. So again, first of all, I want to really emphasize that scolding people does not cause people to change, including yourself. Mm-hmm. So saying I should go to the gym will not repeat not get you to the gym and the other thing that I want to say before Melissa is going to prove this is that should you should do something is a judgment Mm -hmm. and it comes from a rule book Mm -hmm. now the only problem is that there's millions of rule books and my rule book is different than Melissa's rule book so um, if I say you should uh, bring me flowers when you come see me at the center. Okay. In my rule book, that's what this is. A, I'm going to give a better example than that, okay. but I'm just saying for this point, yeah. perhaps in my rule book, that's the way I, my parents raised me. Mm. You, you know, maybe a better example is you should bring me flowers on the one year anniversary. Okay. It's not true, by the way, so don't bring me flowers. Um, <laughs> but maybe that's the way I was raised. That's what you're supposed to do. Okay. The problem is that you got a different rule book in life. And maybe you were told that bringing flowers is ostentatious. It's not a good thing. Mm-hmm. And so there's the judgment. Again, says who that you should bring flowers, says who you should eat broccoli. So the question is, first of all, do you want to bring flowers? Do you want to eat broccoli? Mm -hmm. Melissa wants me to give an example and she's going to prove it wrong. So Mm -hmm. here we go. Mm -hmm. Okay. I should exercise. About somebody else. Oh, about someone else. Yeah. You should exercise. Okay. You should. I should. You really should. It's, okay. It's good for you, you know. Okay. So there is the should statement. So uh, that Sandra's saying Melissa should exercise. Mm-hmm. So why should Melissa exercise? It's good for you. Do you want to live a long life? Okay. I'm trying to be purposely judgmental. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And why should I want to live a long life? Mm-hmm. Um, why wouldn't you want to live a long life? Okay. This is good. I like this. Yeah. Oh, I think I want to do some more. Yeah. So why would I why wouldn't I want to live a good life? Well, I guess that would not be very smart of you. Okay. And why wouldn't that be smart of me? If I if for you, if I didn't exercise, why wouldn't that be smart of me? Because it means you don't want to live a good life. Okay. And why does that why does that affect you that uh, I don't want to live a good life? See, see a little tricky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what Melissa's getting at is it it doesn't. It doesn't. And what it comes down to is that I want it that way, 
right? If you're telling me you should exercise, it's because you want it that way. That's right. It's and not my business, actually. Yes. And that's where it becomes a judgment, right? So she's placing a judgment on me, her expectations, and I might not live up to those expectations. So mindfulness- So when we do this with a partner, I just want to piggyback yes. on this because I would never tell you you should exercise yes. just so we're clear. Yes. But in romantic relationships, yes. I notice that couples do this all the time. Yes. You should, you know, take better care of yourself. You should eat proper. Yes. And the thing is, we're putting our own stuff on them, is yep, what you're saying. Essentially, it comes, and it could be, you, you could want to be doing it for the better of the person. Like, it could be really good intentions, and it could be even the, whatever the should statement is, it, it could be a view that's held by many, many other people. Yes. And you, and it could be right, what you're saying. Like, you should it's eat not, properly. Yeah, it's not, it's not incorrect. It's not, outrageous. Uh, not outrageous. But it's because I want it that way. And and the reality is that sometimes we don't get what we want, and the expectation is, is met, and that's what mindfulness is is trying to to communicate that but without judgments in a way that we can both get what we want okay so if it was a romantic relationship yeah. uh then we could talk about mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um things that affect both of us well the way i look at it, it's funny i love this exercise and what i always talk about is in romantic relationships what's your business and what's not your business yeah. and i talk about that it's your business if it's impacting me so if i don't find you attractive anymore yeah. then it's impacting me yeah. but if it's just that i think ice cream is going to be the early death of you it's your choice if you want to have yeah. an early death that's my your choice. choice it's your life it's my choice yeah mm-hmm. and that makes and a big hard. difference in relationships yeah and i love this and that's why i really love the mindfulness piece is because sometimes we just have to accept and that's where the acceptance piece would come in that that I have to accept that I don't have control over this and that okay so okay Melissa you're on fire today people have a very time hard time accepting things they're not in control of is mindfulness helpful in that and if so how so if I can't accept something Mm -hmm. I don't like it Mm -hmm. how do I use mindfulness to help me yeah. So basically, well, first I want to say that that a lot of times I find people or my clients, I don't know if you've had this experience, but a lot of times people stay stuck in the past, mm. right? So it's very much uh, stuck in the past and, and we might be um, reliving a lot of the things that happened to us in the past, right? Or we might be too much in the future. So uh, in terms of we might be worrying about things like uh, some of the worrying, some thoughts. And so you see how we might be stay stuck in the past, we might be stuck in the future about worrying, and I don't have control about what happened five minutes ago. I can't change that. And I can't change, I don't know what's gonna happen five minutes from now, I have no idea. The only moment that I have total control of, the only moment is right now. Mm. And so a lot of times is that, yes, it's important to look at your past and 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 to, to learn from it if you're going to use it in the future. And it's important to look in the future if you're going to plan for things. But really um, staying stuck in those two extremes can be really difficult. So it's really trying to be in the present moment and accept uh, that, that I cannot change what happened five minutes ago and I cannot change what's going to happen five minutes from now. So really trying, I guess it's really trying to be in the moment and, and uh, with acceptance, it's just, it's like a choice. I can continue to choose to accept this or I can choose to deny it. And the problem, what's the problem when we continue to deny it? Well, what we resist persists. It's yes. like pushing a ball underwater. Yeah. The more we push it down, the more it pops up. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a big problem, isn't it? Yeah. And and how would you how would you use mindfulness for acceptance? 
Well, you know, Melissa, I have to say I quite liked what you said. And I mm-hmm. think that um, let's go back to the ball under the water. If I don't yeah. accept it, yeah. I'm going to have to use up a lot of energy trying to push it down. Yeah. So, you know, but I really do want to say that this is not an easy thing to do. No, it's and not. Sometimes you get dealt something that's very difficult. It's, it's not, not easy to accept. No, it's okay. not. Okay. But I think that, again... It's very similar to you. It is coming back to the fact that all we started the show on this. All we have is the moment right now. So whatever difficulty I may be facing or you might be facing, we're right now on Straight Talk with Sandra Rich. This is where we are. This is where okay? we are. Okay. So we can make this moment extraordinary or I could be thinking about this thing I'm trying to resist. Yes. Yes. Okay, so I want, I don't always succeed, but I want to make this moment and every moment extraordinary. Extraordinary. So that's how I apply it. I want extraordinary. I don't like average. I want extraordinary. Yeah, And, And I often hear this, but do you feel like your life is just whizzing by? It does feel like it's going fast because I'm getting older. I'm not gonna lie. And I heard a lot of people express this that, and and sometimes we're we're doing tasks or activity or even I can I can relate to I, I say this uh, example a lot in in my groups that sometimes when I'm playing baseball and they're very it's very late at night and I have work the next day that I'm I'm constantly looking at my watch to see when the game is over and I'm just being miserable and I'm at my baseball game and there's nothing I can change. I'm there. So I have a choice. I can continue to keep looking at my watch and say, when is when is the game done? Or I can try to just be in the moment and enjoy. And that's one of the skills of mindfulness. Why are you looking at your watch during the game? Because I want the time to end. Why do you want the time to end? You don't like the game. Well, because I ha- I'm stressed. Like I have... I have. I'm thinking about what everything I have to do, uh, and I'm at my game. And I so have that's so almost like waiting in a lineup and getting more and more impatient. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm not good at that. Yeah. I'm not so good at that. But yeah. that's relevant because you're in the lineup whether you're miserable or whether you're happy. Yes. You're at the you're game there. no matter what. You're there. You're mm, there. Good so point. I have a choice. I can continue to look at my watch and and see when the time the the game is going to end, or I can try to enjoy. And once I allowed myself to just be in the moment and kind of put everything on pause for a second, just be in the moment, I actually played better. Oh, really? Yes, and I enjoyed myself. So it, it was, it, it truly works, just trying to be in the moment. Very hard to do, to, to allow just, but allow that space to just be in the moment because then you enjoy and your life doesn't feel like it's whizzing by because you're living in the moment. Does it slow down time? Do you think it slows down time? Like I, the it makes perception. You, the perception just, of time. I feel, in my experience, the perception of time because I'm enjoying it more. Okay, well, we're going to go to a break, but Melissa, when we come back, so I put this in your head right now, is that we definitely can't get people all excited about mindfulness without giving some strategies. So we're going to have to talk about how people can actually put it into practice, and I'll be happy to share some of the things I've put in my life, which, by the way, are very anti-type A, and I'm totally type A, and so everything about it makes me crazy. Like I want to avoid it like the plague, and yet when I do it, my life gets better. So we'll definitely talk about that. If you want to join the conversation um, and you want to call in with a question, we're at 1-866-472-5792. Again, 1-866- Six four. I don't know. Why I have trouble saying that. Four seven two <laughs> five seven nine two. Or join us on Facebook at Straight Talk Sandra Reese. We'd be happy to talk with you. We'll be right back with Straight Talk with Sandra Reese. Your life. Your 
your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Change your life forever with the latest cutting-edge products for home study treatment for anxiety. Featuring the clinical director of the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression and host of Straight Talk, Sandra Reich. Sandra is joined by top therapist Georgia Dow in this revolutionary anxiety videos therapy series. Thousands of people have benefited from this scientifically proven treatment approach. Isn't it time you chose yourself? Visit anxiety-videos.com right now. That's anxiety-videos.com and change your life forever. Spa Munari is a full-service wellness day spa located at the heart of West Island, Quebec. Submerge yourself in beauty with one of our many treatments, specially catered to your needs. We offer facials, manicures, pedicures, hair removal, massages, body treatments, and so much more. Enjoy our ultimate relaxation experience with our spa packages. We offer a men's menu as well. Call us today to book your next appointment at 514-695-504. Or visit us on the web at spamunari.com. That's 514-695-5040 or spamunari.com. Join the therapist who is affectionately known as the couple whisperer, Sandra Reich, on her famous couple retreats and change your life forever. Sandra offers couple retreats in beautiful locations several times a year that can radically change your love life. Couples describe her retreats as life-changing. Regain that loving feeling. Bring your intimacy to a new level and rediscover excitement and joy. Find out more at helpforanxietydepression.com or call 514-796-4357. We all want love and safety. Now you can have it. Call 514-796-4357 or helpforanxietydepression.com. Your life, your health, your network. This is Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. To connect with the program today, please call 1 866 472 5792. Again, that's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to info at helpforanxietydepression.com. Now, back to Straight Talk. Here's Sandra Reich. We are back. I'm here with the brilliant, amazing Melissa Henley, uh, top therapist at the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression, my clinic. I'm very happy I have her. And uh, we're having a great talk about mindfulness. You can join the conversation at one 866 or you can join us on Facebook. Lots of people following us on the live streaming on Facebook. It's lovely. We love getting the hearts and the thumbs up. I'm not asking for extras, but we are enjoying them. Thank you so much. Uh, Melissa and I were talking on the break that it's great theory we definitely i think we've wet your appetite at least i hope so but the question is how do you do it so melissa give us some skills how do i do this so first of all mindfulness is a huge topic and i kind of look at it like a really big umbrella and then within mindfulness there's a lot of different elements a lot of different pieces so i'll touch on a couple of of what helped me the most with my anxiety but uh you can definitely do 
meditation. So there's mm. some. Do you do that? Yes. Oh. So there's some uh, meditation which you can even YouTube and uh, go on. There's some guided meditations. There's lots of different types. Mm. Uh, there's there's some breathing exercises. Breathing can really help you just come back to your breath. Because which also a therapist can teach you if you're yes, stuck. That's you're also stuck, important. Yes. This is what I teach my clients mm-hmm. in, in our. But it's life changing. Breathing yes. is so simplistic, but yeah. life changing. Yeah. And it's a way to get because if your thoughts are racing, it's a way to really just come back to your breath, right? Really trying to pay attention to it, and and it's a good it's a good way to not distract, but it's a healthy distraction away yeah. from your thoughts. Mm. Uh, there's also it, there's also movements, right? You can practice mindfulness uh, with movements. So there's yoga, um, some tai chi, even just walking, right? Trying to be in the present moment while walking. Sometimes I'm I'm driving. It's bad to say, but I'm driving, and that, and then I so caught up in my mind that I'm like, oh, how did I get here? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, quite a lot, yeah. actually. So, so really, if you're going to do a walk, just trying to, like I talked about before with my baseball game, just trying to be in the present moment. So there can be also prayer that doesn't have to be a part of the mindfulness, but it can be an aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's lots of different ways. But I want to talk about three more specific skills that I find really helped me. So there's three ways in how to practice mindfulness that I'm going to talk about. So the first one is just to observe like I said before that a lot of times um, we I, I always say this we can't fix a leaking roof if we don't know it's leaking Ooh, right good one. so I can't fix things in my life I can't change things if I don't if I'm not aware of them do you feel the same yes yeah. absolutely yes. You need the awareness you need to is the precursor so yeah. just to observe and a lot of times I find I don't know what your opinions are but when we observe that's when we get what we caught we talked about before was then the judgments come in yeah. right so that is really trying hard not to get into the the shoulds or the judgments which I have another point on that that I'll talk about later okay but really trying to observe so with my anxiety I tell myself Okay, I'm feel I'm noticing that I'm feeling anxious, like my heart's starting to race. I'm feeling that my chest is tightening. So I'm just noticing. I'm just observing any emotional reaction that I'm having. How would you practice? Like how do you feel like you observe? How I observe or how I practice mindfulness? How you observe. Okay. Um, I am very How do you know you're going through something? Well, I've taught myself and it was really important to me and now I teach to all my clients a strategy called how do you feel and what do you need? I like that. Yeah, I used it on myself because I didn't grow up in a family where there was a lot of talk about mm-hmm, feelings. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of cognition, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. is, by the way, the typical family where anxiety will brew because if you're yeah. not in touch with your emotions, as you well know, you're coming back to talk about it in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, as you well know that if you don't feel things, then mm-hmm. anxiety is going to get trapped in your body. Another show. Um, so when I check in during the day and I say, what do I feel? Mm-hmm. I didn't even know I was hungry. Even being hungry is a feeling. So then I go, what do I feel hungry? What do I need to eat? How do I feel? I feel annoyed. What do I need? I need to talk to the person who's annoying me. So how do I feel and what do I need? And try that. That's actually you did the three skills all in one. Oh really? Yes, that's amazing. <laughs> so first, what 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 I'm hearing you saying is that you're just noticing that I'm hungry, right? So just to I'm notice, like I I'm angry, or I'm hungry, or, or I'm sad. Hungry. Hungry. That new word. Yes. It does have a new word it's for hungry and angry. It's true. true. It's true. Yes. Yeah. It's at first I thought it was a typo, but it's cool. No, it's true. Lingo. So I feel angry. I feel sad. I feel anxious. Like whatever the situation is. Okay. So first, we just want to observe. 
um, physically what we're going through. Then describing comes in. So you're just going to, that's when you said ask for what you need, but also to describe physically what's going on. So because as we know, we try to push away these these feelings. Do you find that? We, when we're feeling angry, we might try to suppress it. And that's the next, yeah. the next one. Oh, yeah, that's a big one. But um, so really trying to describe. So I'm feeling the anger in my, uh, maybe my hands. My hands want to tense. I feel my muscles really tense, right? Um, I might feel my stomach tossing and turning, right? So I'm just describing what's going on physiologically. And once I'm doing that, why is that important to describe? Because it sounds, okay, why am I sitting here kind of describing my physiological symptoms? Why is that important? Well, I think it's to acknowledge them. Yeah. Yeah, to really be aware of them. Yeah, because once you pay attention to them, you'll start to notice that it'll it'll decrease. Exactly. Yeah. So once I notice, that's why it's like you kind of have to look at the feelings and the anxiety like your best friend. It's just signals. They're just sending you messages. So there's nothing to be afraid of or to be worried about with the the anxiety that it's going to escalate when you look at them. Because I find a lot of people say, well, when I look at it, it's going to get worse. Yeah. Do you find that? Yeah. Well, people always say that, but it's actually, you're right. It's not it's, true. It's not true. It actually calms down if you look at it. Not, okay. but not overlook at it. Just look no, at it. Just look at it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Not with analysis. No, just yeah. more noticing, right? So I'm noticing my heart racing. I'm noticing the tightness of my chest. I'm noticing that my muscles are really tense. Just noticing. Again, we want to try to avoid judgments. Then the last thing is to participate and really trying to, it's like becoming one with what we're doing. So even like with the show, it's trying to, just be one with it try to throw myself mind body and spirit all into this activity so I'm really trying to participate and enjoy the moment and not be here in my mind somewhere else right fantastic often what happens great so I love the strategies yes they sound very basic but they're honestly they're life-changing and uh, that's what helps me to acknowledge my anxiety versus uh, trying to suppress it or to to get too overly anxious and let it rise. Great strategies. Thank you for those. And uh, so what? But I find that um, a lot of clients do say that they don't. Um, how do you personally practice mindfulness? Um, I want to hear what you have to say about the clients yes, too. I but do. I, um, I actually meditate, and um, I really want to mention that. Uh, I think people put a lot of pressure on themselves on meditation because, again, I'm very type A. Meditation is the last thing I want to do. But my husband and I meditate at the end of the day, and it's become a really wonderful ritual. I really like it. Uh, but I don't put that pressure on myself that my mind has to be completely quiet because that's not true. Yes, because that's what I wanted to say is that I find a lot of my clients say, well, I can't quiet my mind. Like, how am I supposed to, you know, try to take my deep breath? It's normal. And that my mind is just racing. Do you feel that way? It's just, yes, it's me? Racing. Are you kidding? I'm like 14 things, including tomorrow's supper, what I'm doing at work, what yeah. Melissa coming on the way out. Okay, so what I know of meditation is that the goal is not to quiet your mind. It's to observe your mind. Yeah. it's you're the observer I love the meditation I listen to it's John Kabat-Zinn and he shout out to him I gotta get him on the show anyways and he says you're I think I'm gonna get, I'll try to get him anyways you're the observer not the victim of your life don't you yeah. love that line oh, oh so my powerful. god I got so, shivers oh I know it's so good so you come back to your breath so what I do is as I start to go away I come back to my breath and my tip of the day mm-hmm. is I personally do a fairly short meditation I am mm-hmm. not com- I used to do long ones I that would make me like nervous Mm. so it's just 15 minutes and uh it's right before we go to bed and it's just 
cements like and sometimes I don't even go to bed right after but it's just quieting in my mind what I have to fight is which many people have to fight is that there's a voice in my head Melissa mm. that says I don't have time to do this meditation yes yes but yes. you know what Melissa yes. I get back the 15 minutes and more from doing the meditation because yes. I'm more centered yeah and that's the thing we, we feel like there's so much to do and how could I possibly have time yeah to take which was I think your other question yes yes exactly that that how do I have time to 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 take this uh, this this fifteen minute meditation, right? But I think what you beautifully said too is that. But it goes back to this: is this self love or is this self hate? Exactly. Yeah. Good. Um, yes, and I live by that code. So if I say I don't have time to meditate, mm-hmm. and I don't have time to exercise, and I don't have time to, you know, do whatever, You're saying you don't have time for you. You. I'm not important. I'm not important. And I can't live with that. And I can't be a good therapist if mm-hmm. I'm not walking the walk. And yeah. so that's where it's hard to be a therapist, and that's where it's hard to find a good therapist. And yeah. For people listening, that's important. You know, ask your therapist those questions. You know, I tell people on my team, they got to walk the walk. Mm-hmm. Is food, sleep, exercise mm-hmm. are basics to anxiety and depression and just self-care. Mm-hmm. So if I dared to say I don't have the time. Now, I have good arguments. I have four companies. I have two mm-hmm. small kids. You know, everyone has a good story, and I have one too. Mm-hmm. But how could those things, remember the airplane, the oxygen mask must go on you first. 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 Or else you can't help anyone. Right. right. Useless. So if you'd be I a have, therapist sitting there bitter as your clients. Empty, yes. If I have nothing else to give. What would you be thinking if your clients in your office when your cup is empty and they're going, my life's so hard, what would you seriously be thinking? Mm. Tell the truth. You'd be you'd be like, you think your life is hard? You wouldn't be able to be kind. Yes, you wouldn't be resentful. Oh, well, good. Really good. So now you know, Melissa, that women struggle with this more than anyone else, more than men. Why is that? Yes, I find because we're caregivers. We Mm. want to be able to help other people. We we take on a lot of responsibility. And uh, especially, too, when my clients say, well, I have kids. I have to put my kids' needs before mine. I don't have time. And I'm just, or I'm just so exhausted. I'm just so exhausted. Um, what, what What do you think? Well, I, you know, I again, I know that all humans, I know this to be true, yeah. all humans are not good when their cups are empty. No. So if my cup is empty, I'm not going to be a good wife. I'm not going to be a good therapist. I'm not going to be a good friend. I'm not going to be a good radio radio host. So sometimes, honestly, I get tested because somebody wants you to squeeze that extra appointment. Mm -hmm. And you want to do something kind, but it's no longer kind because you'll be there, but you won't be there. You might even resent your clients. So I promise my clients, my husband, my kids, my kids too. It's relevant to my kids too because sometimes, you know, the good parent is always supposed to be there. And no. And sometimes I need to replenish myself to be a good parent. Yes, and and I and this brings me to can I can I go please to please topic? yeah because this brings up to another important point. But yes, we have to learn how to put ourselves first, and that's something that I have to learn too is boundaries and putting myself first, not selfishly, but just enough that my cup is is refueled so I can give to others. And if I could say before you go into the point that yeah. in terms of parenting, yeah. your kids get permission to be happy when you're happy. Mm-hmm. So if I don't take that time for myself and I'm there for my kids, but I have a miserable face on, what do they learn, Melissa? What do they learn? They learn that it's... That they're not allowed to be happy. Not allowed. They have to be self-sacrificial people. Yes. Mummies do this. Yeah. Okay, on to your point. they might even try to please you by trying to change their behaviors to make you happy. Because I look unhappy. Number one thing, kids uh, kids come back and tell me in therapy they just wish their parents were happy. But it's hard because my kids get upset when I go away. So it's it's tricky, right? You get pulled, but... 
it's okay to take some time for yourself. You come back uh, and you show your kids that you're happy. You've given them vitamins for life. Go for it, Melissa. Yeah. So another way I find too with practicing mindfulness is letting go of the what well, we talked about judgments, but also letting go of what's good and bad. Those categories, those extremes. Oh, dichotomous thinking. Yes. Dichotomous thinking, extremes. Good, bad, smart, stupid. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. what's wrong with that? Yeah, I was just going to ask you that. Oh, okay. I'll answer. Um, Human beings are both at all times. So if you're a good person, you're a bad person. I know you're getting defensive right now, and you might be thinking that's not true. Every good person has done something bad. Every smart person has done something stupid. I know your ego doesn't like that, but it's true. And so shades of gray is where we need to live is that if we're both then if you do something wrong you don't feel so bad about it it's not so horrible you can strive to be better yeah and and i really like how you said that thank you um and and it becomes so much a part of our language right that we say i like this this is good this is bad yeah uh, this is not okay it's not that simple is it it's not that simple and and the thing is that so what do we do instead right instead of saying this is good or this is like let's say this this food is bad Okay. Or this food is good. I, this food is good. What, what, what would you say instead? Well, I would probably say the food is good. <laughs> is that bad? Well, that's not being mindful because we're judging it. So and what would play, I say? And we're oh, the food is nourishing. Okay, that can be because that's a... That's so a, I can't say the food is good? No. I'm thrown by that. No, no. I didn't expect that. Yeah. That's judgment? That's a judgment because it's good. But, but it's my perception. So I like the food. I like the food. I oh. like the food. I don't like the food. Versus good and bad, because then we oh, start to because get you're labeling. It's like yes. when you tell someone they're a jerk. Yes. They're not a jerk. They have jerky behavior. Yeah. So the food isn't good or bad. The food is I like. Oh, I get it. I like that. But you see how it becomes a part of our language where we like. I never thought of that like that. You are good. I like that. I like it. I'm getting a little therapy from Melissa Hindley. She's good. And it, it provides ownership. I yeah. like it, right? It, it, it brings I sense. like the food. And it's true. I wouldn't be as insulted if someone said about my food, I don't like it. I wouldn't, it wouldn't hurt as much as, as if they bad. said, your food is bad. Yes. Oh, that, that'd be horrible. And again, that's the judgment. Right? Yeah. That would, that would be really hurtful. <laughs> so you look good. Yeah. Not you're beautiful. Yeah. Oh, wow. That I like what you're wearing. I like, you know, that... Your face. Yeah, I like your face. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so look, this is very important because the food is a minor example. Yeah. Really, when you think about it, it's yeah. minor. Yeah. But how about the fact that your neighbor is on the right is a good person and your neighbor on the left is a bad person because your neighbor on your right goes you know, to church or synagogue on a regular basis and the other one doesn't. Mm -hmm. What's wrong with that judgment? Mm -hmm. Think about it. First of all, you don't even know how they practice their spirituality. And second of all, and this has been a big theme in my life, Mm -hmm. is there's many roads to Rome, meaning there are many ways of living life. And we have to be careful about pigeonholing everybody into the same kind of life. It really is a big issue. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And then and then we get in the tendency that everyone else is good and maybe I'm bad or maybe everyone else is bad and I'm good. So then we start to get some uh, some judgments around that. So it's trying to just let go of the judgment and say, I like or I dislike. I find that's being more mindful and you're not adding the judgment piece. Let me ask you a question before we go to break because somebody on our Facebook conversation is mentioning that in this fast-paced world, it's mm-hmm. it's really hard to be present. So I mean, we have electronics so hard. and, you know, look at our kids. They go to school, then they run to their mm-hmm. extracurricular activity. Mm-hmm. Um, 
how do we like introduce this into our families, Melissa, and slow it down? Slow it down. I think that's a really important part. And thank you for that comment because it's true. Like we, we're living in a society where everything's so fast paced and and so how do we bring into our, our families that sometimes what I what us I teach and what I suggest is that even if and I like what you're doing, I think that's gonna tie into what I'm gonna say is that is is embarking if they're willing to as um as, like you do it with your husband right so it's something that you do the meditation the meditation mean, yeah. right but that's what i love about mindfulness is that so trying to get everyone to to be on to to practice it with you as if it's like a group and that connection right but also what i love about mindfulness is that it can take you said yours was 15 minutes other exercises can even take mindfulness can even take a couple of seconds right it's just about putting the time into really trying to be in the present moment and so there's so many different types i wish i can get into all of them but mindfulness practices like i said can take up to a couple seconds they can take to up to a couple of minutes or even to 15 minutes or you say or even longer people have practiced longer but really what i love about it is you adapt it to your own life so whether that's just taking a moment to notice how you're feeling your deep breath so on and so forth um, okay so I want to talk a little bit about breathing when we come back the time is running uh, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back with Straight Talk with Sandra Reese. your life your health your network you're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Change your life forever with the latest cutting-edge products for home study treatment for anxiety, featuring the clinical director of the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression and host of Straight Talk, Sandra Reich. Sandra is joined by top therapist Georgia Dow in this revolutionary anxiety videos therapy series. Thousands of people have benefited from this scientifically proven treatment approach. Isn't it time you chose yourself? Visit anxiety-videos.com right now. That's anxiety-videos.com and change your life forever. Your life, your health, your network. This is Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. To connect with the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at helpforanxietydepression.com. Now, back to Straight Talk. Here's Sandra Reich. So I hope you took some time on the break to think about, um, you know, these mindfulness exercises and also this concept of living in a fast-paced world that we're living in. And these, you know, I just want to mention that although I'm very into electronics myself, mm-hmm. electronics are an issue. They are definitely an issue because they take you away from mindfulness. And I love them. Yeah. But our kids are getting very addicted to them. And I do talk a lot in many of the shows I've had Georgia come on about the danger of electronics. And I'm just going to put it out there that electronics should be a privilege not a right to your children Uh, I have the feeling you want to say something about that well I was just going to say that uh, also that uh, electronics me too I'm I'm very uh, attached to them but they can be an avoidant oh my god can they ever and I like consciously sometimes use them as an avoidant strategy I don't want to feel it's a good way to do it 
But you see, you have to tell yourself the truth because that's half the battle. If you know you're avoiding something, that's already an improvement than yeah. just avoiding it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But kids, I really today was with a friend and we were talking about parental controls. She had no idea there were no parental controls on uh, games and iPods and Wii's. There's always parental controls. I really recommend because you are not going to get your kids to be mindful if they're on electronics all the time. And we had someone on Facebook bring up this question. It's such a smart question. I appreciate her so much. She's a dear friend of mine. Uh, but the idea that we are living in this fast-paced world, we got to take a time to even just take a breath, a breath. like a, a belly breath, like... <sighs> How good does that feel? Like so good, and we don't do it. No. What's loving kindness before we wrap it up today? What is loving kindness? So um, this, I, I think that really ties in well to what we're talking about because, I don't know, but I'm my own worst critic, as I uh-huh. mentioned before. For and sure. So, and it's really easy to get caught into that the self-criticism and the judgments that we place on ourselves. So something that I've learned personally to practice is loving kindness. So what I do is I use this part of my meditation. And I'm just trying to take a moment to send. Um, so I take a moment. I, I acknowledge what I'm feeling. But I also take a moment to send positive kindness towards myself. So I tell myself that I'm doing the best that I can and that it's going to be okay, and that I will get through the moment. And just sending myself, I don't necessarily have to say something, but it's just sending positive energy towards my way. I love that. Yeah. I love that. I, I Over the years, I had to do that sometimes, mm-hmm. and I still do sometimes to even go to the mirror and go, yeah. I got you. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. You know, or you're that, okay. That I'm okay. Yeah. And that, that uh, I Wish can send. people would do that some yes. more. And the beautiful thing, very hard to do, and I, with my own trauma, I had to do this with uh, the, 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 the situation. But you can also give. You'll have to hear about that on another yeah. show. We're yeah. going to do a show on post-traumatic stress disorder. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. We just Please. decided right now. Good. And another thing I had to do is I, I gave loving kindness to 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 him, right? I, to the very, person who to hurt you. To the person you. that hurt me, and I had very hard to do. But being upset about it and anxious about it is um, is not going to help me. So I gave compassion, uh, loving kindness towards him. Melissa. You're brilliant. You. You're fascinating. Thank you. And I think you've helped a lot of people today. I want to thank you very much for coming on Straight Talk. And we have two shows coming up that you're going to come back and talk mm-hmm. about. The emotions. We're going to talk about repressed, repressed. anger. Yes. And now we just decided we're going to do a show on post-traumatic stress disorder because you have lived that. Mm-hmm. And I think you have a lot to offer. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, unfortunately, that's all the time we have today. I'd like to especially thank all of you for listening to Straight Talk with Sandy. I'd like to invite you to come back next week. Uh, If you are interested in finding out more about the center, our retreats, therapy, therapy with Melissa, or any other media that was mentioned on this show or other shows, just check out helpforanxietydepression.com. You can also go on the radio's website, straighttalksandarish.com. And did you know, Melissa, that if you add the forward slash radio gifts, you get all sorts of free, amazing gifts. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And don't forget to go by the Facebook page, Straight Talk with Sandra Reese, sorry, Straight Talk Sandra Reese. You can leave a question, a comment for Melissa, myself. She'll be checking it out later tonight. And don't forget to like us while you're there. And um, you can tell your friends, and you can hear this show or any prior show as a podcast on my website, straighttalksandareesh.com, or on the app of your iPhone on iTunes under Straight Talk with Sandra Reese. And please feel free to drop me a line, a question, an idea for a show. 
It would be a pleasure. Uh, it's info at helpforanxietydepression.com. If you are a professional and you're looking for keynote speakers or training on anxiety, depression, emotional regulation, or living a purposeful life, remember that I'm your source for evidence-based practice and education. And so is Melissa, by the way. She can come and talk and talk about these amazing things and a lot of people want to learn more about this so feel free to contact us anytime my name is Sandra Reich and I promise I'll help you to learn to live your best life again next Thursday same time same channel in the meanwhile this is Straight Talk with Sandra Reich keep your eyes on the stars thank you for listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich We hope you've enjoyed today's show and we'll tune in again next Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Now, go live your best life.